your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast that's dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. On today's show, we will be discussing Gabriel Landeskog, because why not? We will be looking at the four, we'll say the top four players at the Kraken likely have eyes on. Uh, as if you don't know already. And uh, we'll also be getting back to talking about draft prospects. And today we'll be talking about Mackie, and sorry if I'm mispronouncing this last name wrong, Samoskovich. I believe that's how you say it, Samoskovich. So all of that and who knows what else. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche and send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So in the world of Gabe Landeskog and the Colorado Avalanche, uh, there's not too much new from what I've heard of what's going on with, uh, with you know, the, the contract situation with Landeskog and Colorado. And it's not going to be until after the the Kraken draft because the Avalanche can't negotiate with him right now. The only team that can negotiate with unrestricted free agents that are unprotected is Seattle. So anything that the Avalanche or any talks that they had, are, are they've ceased uh, until after Wednesday. If the Kraken take him in the draft, obviously they have to negotiate with him, but everybody else can too which is kind of why you think Seattle won't take him because it's not if they take him before signing him, if they sign him now, clearly they're going to take him. Uh, Or if they work out a deal, they're obviously going to take him. If they don't and they still take him, now they're going up against everybody else who can negotiate at the same time. And it's really where Landeskog wants to go in terms of clearly money uh, and to win. He does want to win. Like, is he chasing money? Yes, he is. If I mean, if the reports are true, where he's wanting nine to ten a year, you know that that is beyond max value for him. And you know, it's, whatever a player is going to try to chase as much money as they can while they're playing in the NHL. Is it more money that you and I will ever see in our lifetime? <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, we can sit here and, and discuss that, but that's not, you know, these are the professional athletes. This is what they make, and they want to maximize what they can make while they're playing, and this is nothing new. But he's also, you know, again, reports, the teams that he's open to negotiating with or wanting to go, I've heard Vegas, I have heard Tampa Bay, I have heard Toronto. Tampa, I have no idea if he's wanting nine to ten million a year, I have no idea how they're going to come up with that money. They got they don't have anything as it is right now. I mean, they they could shed a ton of money. They they did not protect some players on their team with high cap hits. I don't know if Vegas or excuse me if Seattle is going to go that route and help them out in that capacity and remove 
some of that cap value. I have no idea. Even if they do, signing Landeskog to what he's asking is going to be a tall order for Tampa. And, you know, I don't I don't know 100% where Vegas and, and Toronto sit, but I know Toronto has a lot of high-value contracts. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how any team that, you know, that's that's competing for a Stanley Cup can find that much money, Colorado included. That's why they can't offer him that much. I think, number one, they don't really think he's worth that much. Number two, they just don't have it. And I think he has to realize that and come down a little bit, which I think he will. But, you know, you kept hearing Avalanche are between five and six, and he's between nine and ten. And the Avalanche are going to go up, and he is going to come down, but they're going to go more towards where he is than where Landeskog, you know, is not going to come down more towards where the Avalanche are. I heard another report saying they offered him seven years, seven million per year, and he declined that. I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Something like that, I would have thought would have kind of made more of the rounds in the, the news cycle, but I, I did see it from a, a pretty reputable source. So if, if that's true, all right, we know seven million is not going to do it. I can't see the Avalanche doing any more than eight for him. I can't. I just, and like I said before, because I think that is his max value, and the Avalanche have a lot of other players to sign, including the next couple seasons. It's not like you you can't just sign him based on this year and what's available this year. You always have to have your eye on the big one with Nathan McKinnon, and then just your regular players that you need to sign to get a roster here. So for him to ask between 9 and 10, again, if it's true, that's a lot. And yeah, there's someone out there that is going to pay it. Is it the Kraken? Does he want to go to Seattle? If he, re- you know, like I said, I threw out the Vegas, Tampa Bay, and Toronto because those are teams that you know are, are going to compete. And. Does he think Seattle can be that team? I mean, a lot of people are just assuming Seattle is going to to kind of compete the way that Vegas did. We don't know what team they have right now, so we can't really say that. But some people are just assuming because Vegas had a great first season, uh, you know, Seattle can replicate that. They, they can if they make the right picks. But what Vegas did was nobody in across the NHL's landscape ever thought they would do what they did. So they've proved that it, that it can happen, but I think people are just assuming it's a foregone conclusion that they're just going to make the playoffs and, you know, who knows, uh, can, can they replicate what Vegas did in making it to the Stanley Cup final? Anything is possible in that regard, and anything is possible when it comes to Gabe Landeskog. So are, are we completely out of it? No, but uh, we haven't heard anything from the the Seattle camp and and if they're even talking to him uh I would think they would have to and and give their their best pitch and again everybody thinks that he because he's a captain for the Avalanche that he would just take over that role for Seattle but you know maybe there's another captain out there that was left unprotected I don't know I haven't really uh, combed through every single team uh, but if if they do offer that to him, yeah, I mean that that's that's a good pull. You're starting with a brand new team in a great sports city, 
in a great building, um, that could be a pull for him. So is it over for the Avalanche? No. And he has said he has lumped in with Vegas and, and Tampa. He still throws in Colorado in there. He, he does want to stay here. Let's not you know mix that up. He does want to stay here. Does he you know give the Avalanche the the hometown discount? Uh, depends on what his, his 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 bottom line is. I think his absolute bottom would be eight, and that would be the Avalanche absolute top. If it's not, if he won't go lower than nine, ooh, that that's that's going to be tough for the Avalanche to match that. I don't know how they come up to that number. So uh, we won't know anything until after the Kraken draft. Obviously, if if they have something in place and they pick them, then you know we're, we're searching for an, a new captain. Um, if they don't pick him, he is fair game for anybody. And then it gets really, really interesting because the teams that can throw money out to him are the teams that are maybe you know trying to improve from last year. You know, they're not up there with Vegas and Colorado and Tampa. There are maybe up-and-coming teams, but does he want to do that? It doesn't seem like he does. It really doesn't. I don't know. It's uh, I, I would say it's still 50-50 at this point. You know, there, there's some Avalanche fans that are just doom and gloom and, you know, might as well get used to losing him now. I'm not there yet. I, I, I do still feel like they they both want him back, and you know he wants to be there. Um is he getting a little bit greedy? Again, if he's wanting that much, uh, it's tough to say because, like I said yesterday with Kyle, if he wants that much money, it's it's he's only asking for that one because he definitely wants to try to get it. Let's not mix words there. He definitely wants to try to get that much money. But if he doesn't get it with Colorado, uh, he needs to have that asking price be the same when he does hit the open market. He can't all of a sudden increase his asking price. So will he come down? I think he will. I think there's the, that's the, a negotiation to be had. How much? That is the big question. Because if he's not going to come down a lot, might be on his way out. We'll see. Going to be a, a busy week between uh, Wednesday and the uh, the prospect draft. So, All right, let's hear from who do we got? Rock Auto. So with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices at Rock Auto are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution for all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. So I love 
mock drafts. Love them. I love, uh, for the most part, for the prospect drafts. We don't get expansion drafts all the time. So, you know, we're getting expansion drafts and prospect uh, drafts. And And I just love seeing where people have people picked, especially for the expansion draft. And when it comes to the avalanche, since the list has come out, it's more open than I thought it would be. And I, you know, you would hear Donskoy a lot and before the list came out. And it's the weirdest thing. Since it's come out, yeah, you still hear his name, but you're hearing a couple other guys too. Nobody that's a surprise. This isn't like, oh my God, I can't believe they picked that guy. But just in, in going to websites and just looking at their, their mock expansion drafts, they're starting to list other guys outside of Donskoy. So could it be one of four guys? Well, I'll, I'll throw four guys out here, and I am going to write about this on the hockey writers. So maybe get into a little bit more detail on that. But uh, I and I did bring Jacob McDonald up with Kyle yesterday. That would be dependent on salary cap. Depends on what Seattle wants to do, what big contracts they're going to take. Everybody is throwing out Carey Price. And again, this goes back to kind of comparing Seattle's expansion draft and what people think they can do with Vegas. And when Vegas got Marc-Andre Fleury, that obviously was a a big get for them, and he's done extremely well for them. So people are, again, thinking the Kraken want to replicate what Seattle did. We have no idea if that's what they want to do. They might be going down a different road. Who knows? But a lot of people think they have a lot of interest in Carey Price and his $10.5 million cap hit. I mean, you would have to take a look at that. Absolutely, but that's a big number. So if they're going to take on big contracts, if they're going to take on Carey Price, uh, Matt Duchesne is at eight. There's a, a couple other guys that are uh, that, that that not just out there. I know there's a lot of guys with big cap numbers that are out there, but guys that they're linked to, guys that they're saying like they could actually take them that are in the seven to eight range. If they take guys like that and then they need to take guys on the back end to kind of offset those big contracts that they're taking, they could look at somebody like Jacob McDonald and you know his $725,000, which is a drop in the bucket, and you get a really good defensive player that, that kind of outperformed what people thought he was going to do last year. So he is a possibility. I think he is the long shot here. But again, it would all be dependent on the other players that Seattle takes. I'm hearing more than I thought I would be about Eric Johnson. And a lot of us thought that he was going or that he did waive his no trade clause for the simple fact that he's got a six million dollar cap hit. Uh, He's coming off a season long injury. 36 years old, going on 37 years old. I think that's what he is, right? 36? Yeah, 36. And what would Seattle really take a chance on that? Some people are saying, why not? Uh, you know, $6 million, eh, it, that, that's a little high for someone of his age that, you know, you don't know 100% if he's going to be healthy. So do they do that because he's great in the locker room 
and he's a great teammate, and that is something that you need as well. You just can't take the players solely based on salary cap. You do need to build a roster of camaraderie and get guys that are going to be cohesive, and he is a guy that can do that. So do they take him for those reasons? You know, do they do they kind of forget about the cap number? Not completely, but do they say like, well, you know, we're getting a guy. Yeah, his cap number might be a little bit high for what he can bring us, but he'll bring us stability in the locker room if he can stay healthy. We, you know, that's a bonus on on the ice. He's being thrown around. I don't think they go that route at all, but he's being thrown around more than I thought he would be. Uh, for the, I think, like I said, for the simple fact of. A veteran presence. So bringing him in more of a possibility now than I did think it would be. Maybe, you know, he's not as much as a long shot as McDonald is, but a long shot nonetheless. But just the fact that we're talking about him is a little bit crazy. And then you have your top two. And, and, you know, you're going between Donskoy and Comfer. And, you know, this is really one, too. I'm seeing a lot of mocks. I don't want to say they're even between Donskoy and Comfer, I would say it's maybe 60-40, leaning towards Donskoy. And I think you can't, if you're Seattle, you you probably, if, if it's between those two guys, if you are ranking uh, the, the Avalanche prospects, not prospects, players, uh, and you have it down to, and you've made the decision, we are either going to go Donskoy or Comfer, you would have to think they would go Donskoy for the fact that he just produces more. He's just a more solid player than Comfer is. And their cap numbers are close together. Donskoy is 3.9, Comfer is 3.5. So, uh, you know, th- do they go the route of Donskoy, which is the safer of the two picks, or do they save a little bit money and get a younger player in Comfer and hope that if he changes scenery, and move somewhere else, you know, uh, maybe get him excited because he's on an expansion team and might just need to get him out of Denver and he can produce a little bit more than what he is. If they feel that way, then they go with Comfer. I don't think they feel that way. I think they want to build a, a team that's competitive right away. And if you want to do that and you're going between Donskoy and Comfer, you're going Donskoy. And, you know, you'll eat the extra $400,000 that's on the cat. So what do you guys think? Is there anybody else on this roster that outside of those four, and I know McDonald is a a long shot, uh, but like I said, if they are soaking up big contracts, like I said, you need something to offset that. And low-end contracts do that, and McDonald is a low-end contract. So it all depends on who they are going to take. But let me know, is there anybody outside of those four that I just mentioned that you think the Kraken could have eyes on for for whatever reason? And they are talking, the Kraken are going to be wheeling and dealing. There, there's going to be, you're hearing a lot about Tarasenko that the Kraken would take him and then immediately trade him. And I think, who's the other one? Uh, Giordano from Calgary about taking him and... You know, uh, not flipping him right away, but trading him at the trade deadline. If you're not in it, he's only got one year left on his contract. So bring him in and you can get value for him at the trade deadline. So get what you can out of him for a few months. Flip him later on. 
get some draft picks. If you're not in it, trade him to a team that is in it. Probably get a number one. Yeah, yeah, close. Depending on which team is, is going to trade for him, you could get another first round pick in next year's draft. So there's going to be a lot of dealing for Seattle. It's going to be an interesting time. So, all right, let's hear from who do we got? Bet online, and then we'll get into uh, Mr. Mackey here. So, bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your sports action. You got baseball in full swing, and you can track all of that action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep and make their playoff runs. When you head to the website to sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. It is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and with a lot going on in the Avalanche world the past few days or a week or so, uh, haven't been able to do any draft prospects summaries and kind of want to get into back into it for the last couple of days before the draft. And uh, today, like I said in the beginning, it's going to be Mackie Samoskovich. And, uh, you know, this guy, we, always, we we kind of use the term when we're watching like Nathan McKinnon and you say, throw a avalanche game on for someone that doesn't really watch a lot of hockey and just say, you know, what did you notice? And nine times out of 10, they'll say that guy number 29 is all over the place. Like he's really good. And you can say the same thing with Samoskovich because he is that guy that his skill level is his skill level is great his hockey sense is great his puck handling is the best in this draft class he knows how to enter a zone and you know that that's where he excels is he if you can get him if you can get him the puck in open space which his retrievals are incredible too uh, so he goes from retrieval to zone entry in the blink of an eye, and it's almost like he's playing chess out there. He knows exactly what moves the defenders are going to make, and he reacts in perfect timing, getting around them. It's just like if you can find videos on him on YouTube, which you can because I've looked them up, It's it jumps off the screen at you how smooth he is with the puck. He's got good speed, so that's obviously plays into the avalanche hands you know having a guy that is a puck handler has speed and a great shot a a really above average shot for where he is right now the only thing that he needs work on is he's i mean i think he's like 511 190 195 pounds so he's not like completely undersized but does he get pushed around? Yeah, he gets pushed around more than he should. For his size, he get, shouldn't get pushed around as much as he does. So he needs to work on those battles against the boards on both ends, on offense and defense, because he, he relies a little bit too much on just knowing uh, he can zigzag in and out of uh, neutral uh, the neutral zone 
and get into an offensive zone. So he kind of just relies on that, hopes that you know a, a teammate will win a battle and somehow forward him the puck and off he goes. Which okay, but you know you'd like if if you're there, if you if you're the one along the boards where the puck just happens to be, you know, forget about finding yourself an open ice. Win that battle and get it to another guy and let them get it out and go through neutral zone. You can't always be the guy to do that, and he kind of wants to be. And I think just with coaching, you know, you'll you'll get someone to tell him like, you know, this is can't always be about you making those plays. That's where you excel, and we'll try to get you the puck in those situations, but it's just not going to happen all the time. So you want to see him kind of just maybe bulk up a little bit so he can win those battles along the boards. But, man, he is, and I said it if you follow me on Instagram, like he he really is like a human highlight reel. If he, I don't think he is going to fall that far to the avalanche at 27. Uh you and again, it's it's a crazy draft because you are going back to the mocks that I love to look up all the time. You see him somewhere in the late teens, and then you'll see him somewhere in the thirties, like in the middle of the second round. Not a lot though. I don't want to give people false hope. You do see him in a couple mocks that he has fallen out of the first round. I would say that happens. Uh, maybe once in every 10 mocks that I'm looking at. Uh, I, I, I am I really think he is going to be gone mid to late teens, but it's a weird this is gonna be a weird, weird draft. really is. So the only reason I bring him up is because it is possible. It is possible that he is there um, at 27. And if he is, he that that's gonna be. He plays into what the Avs love to do with speed and and puck handling and zone entries and stuff like that. So, again, another player that if he's there, it would be very tough to pass up. We'll find out at the end of the week. Uh, But that's going to be it for today, everybody. Thank you once again for tuning in. It is always appreciated. And if anything happens, if we get some Kale McCarr news, really nothing going on there, uh, you would have to think that something is going to come up relatively soon with uh, Kale McCarr and his contract. Maybe Philip Grubauer. Uh, You you hope that they're not that far apart or as far apart as uh, the Avalanche are with Landeskog. You hope they're not that far apart with Grubauer. So, obviously, if anything happens, we will be discussing it. So, until then, thank you everybody for tuning in once again. Always appreciated. We'll see everyone tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!